Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Jared Taylor. Joining me today is the president and CEO of Azara Healthcare, Jeff Brandes. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing great, Jared. Nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Excited to have you here. Let's dive right in. Tell the audience a little bit about your background. Sure. Well, I, I'm an electrical engineer uh, by training. And uh, after a three-year stint designing and building chairlifts and gondolas, sneaking in a little bit of skiing uh, in between, you know, I set off on a 30-plus year career um, in software. And, uh, you know, that became a, an entrepreneurial journey, so to say. Um, I caught that startup bug early, and I've worked in enterprise software, IT infrastructure, storage, security, and even a little bit of consumer internet, um, you know, growing a half a dozen or so different startups. And in 2010, I was introduced to uh, an opportunity in healthcare. And to be honest, I really didn't know much about the healthcare IT landscape. I didn't even know the difference between Medicare and Medicaid. Um, but, uh, you know, I saw a good business opportunity and uh, an opportunity to make an impact on the lives and health of thousands of people. So I dove in head first, you know, and here I am uh, more than a dozen years later. I, I figured out, or I won't say I, I've mastered because I don't think you can ever master this healthcare IT landscape, but, uh, you know, kind of use that information and knowledge to build a company that at this point is you know, helping to improve the lives of tens of thousands, um, potentially millions, millions of people, lives and health. And, you know, health is just one part of their lives. But if it's not uh, in good shape, it's it's hard for them to have uh, solid lives. Let's continue on that, Jeff. So so give the audience, um, you know, you started touching on uh, Azara Healthcare. Tell us more about the company. Where are things at today? Um, your core focus, things like that. Yeah, you know, from, uh, you know, that that idea that I, I jumped in on in 2011 to today, where we're, we're serving well over 600 practices, you know, around the country, you know, Azar at this point is, is the top ranked provider of population health, which is, you know, fancy word for reporting and analytics um, for standalone and networks of providers, community health centers, and the the organizations that support them. We have a, a particular uh, focus and background in dealing with safety net providers and really helping them uh, have the tools they need to better care for their patients. When people come up to you and they'll ask, you know, a very common question that's coming up more and more nowadays, right? For everyone, what makes your approach unique? Yeah. What would you say? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think I start with our company, our staff, Everything we do is really based on helping our customers making an impact on the lives of their patients. And that starts by listening. And it starts, you know, there's a lot of meeting them where they are, understanding where they are on their journey, in particular, as you deal with complex pieces of healthcare and cost and quality and how healthcare differs from state to state. Um, and, you know, some of that is legislation based, um, really figuring out where they are and meeting them as close to that point as you can to bring them along the journey, as opposed to saying, 
this is the perfect solution for everyone. You just need to be here. That, that's that been sort of fundamental to our success. Obviously, uh, you know, in order to deliver, deliver on that, we've built some really high quality products um, to help our clients uh, measure and manage quality and cost and make it very easy to, uh, to use that information, um, you know, getting it to, you know, what I like to say, the right people and the right place at the right time to make an impact. So when we look towards the, the financial impact of population health, right? When you're talking with these organizations and they're asking, what can they do better to manage population health? What are some of the things that you're diving into? Yeah. I, I mean, I think it, it starts with making sure everyone top to bottom understands the linkage between quality and finance. Okay. And, uh, you know, we, we started very much on the quality side and, you know, as we've grown and as our clients and their needs have matured, brought in the finance piece. But, you know, I, I tell a story of a, a gentleman I met over 10 years ago, um, who's part of an, a large accounting firm um, that does a lot of work for providers and networks of providers. And when I met him um, 10 plus years ago, uh, he looked at what we were doing and, you know, kind of rolled his eyes a little bit. I don't, you know, I don't see why the world needs another reporting tool. And, uh, you know, I walked out of his office saying, this guy doesn't get it, right? But yet he was a very respected accountant helping um, providers negotiating contracts, et cetera. And over the years, uh, we've kept in touch. We became friendly, but it was mostly social, uh, but we shared a lot of clients. And I'd say, you know, two years ago, he came to me and said, Jeff, I think we should do something together. And I said, really? What's changed? And I, I wasn't quite so so blunt there. But one of our mutual clients earned $2 million in shared savings, okay? They took home just over 10% of that because they didn't hit their quality metrics. And it was only at that point for the accountant that the light bulb went on and said, wow, if the finance people don't understand the impact of quality and the quality people don't understand the impact of finance, we got a big problem here. And, you know, he's a very respected accountant for, uh, you know, many provider networks. And, uh, you know, but it took the 10 years of that journey for an example to make it crystal clear of why the two sides need to work together and understand each other's objectives. Because, you know, I, I think in my experience, many people found, uh, or many of our quality focused customers found, you know, finance, doctor, no, right? We can't buy this. We can't get all the tools we need to care for our patients properly. But really, the, you know, the, uh, the providers we've seen most successful are those that foster that collaboration and where everyone understands uh, the goals of what information is needed at what place in the, you know, so to say food chain to make a difference. And, you know, throughout when you were answering that prompt, you, you mentioned data, uh, you know, several times, right? So how, 
how would Azara, are you using data or turning data from all the different sources that you get it from, right? Um, clinical, payer, um, and then, you know, when it, as it relates to health equity, right? Social detriments of health. How are you turning all that data into meaningful insights? Yeah, well, that's, you know, that that's sort of at the core of what we do here at Azara. And, you know, we, we are a data company. Um, and really, it's all about bringing in the data, assuring to the best of our ability and with our clients, the quality and fidelity of that data. Um, but I, but I kind of digress for a second to say, it doesn't have to be 100% perfect. And, you know, I, we constantly encourage our, our clients, don't let uh, perfect get in the way of good enough, um, good enough to make decisions, good enough to take actions to, uh, to impact your patients. But once we get that data and try and bring it together, I think we've always been very focused on making the data easy to use and digest. So getting the right data in the right place at the right time, but you know, to that, what is the right data piece? Um, it's not data overload. Um, in fact, one of our most used reports, something called the patient visit planning report, a report that if you use it, you use it every morning. We have fights internally and with customers of not adding too much to it. Um, to put on things that are only actionable, even though adding extra information, no one would say is a bad idea, but fighting hard to make sure that the actionable important items don't get lost in the sea of alerts and other, uh, other information. That's really, you know, making it easy to use is, is fundamental to everything we do here at Azara. And, you know, you, you asked also about where does health equity fit in there? And uh, again, health equity is a very data-driven initiative, right? Um, having such a background in the safety net, our customers have been collecting information on the social drivers of health for years. So now it's about for us in that part of the market, surfacing that data in places that it's easily accessible for our, uh, our clients outside of the safety net, helping them learn to collect it but then once you've collected it, what do you do with it and how do you act on it? And, you know, very early on, um, you know, I learned a lesson from, from a client about why, uh, why it mattered. And, uh, you know, we were working on a, on a program uh, in New York State uh, related to STIs, sexually transmitted uh, infections. And what I learned was um, you know, many of them are, are easily cured with uh, today's antibiotics. But what I also learned from the customer is knowing whether your, pa your patient had stable housing or not made a difference in which of those antibiotics you would prescribe. Because if, if they don't have stable housing and uh, a place with a refrigerator that they can easily access, you don't necessarily prescribe the best that antibiotic at the top of the list, but rather the one nearest to the top that doesn't require refrigeration. And, you know, it's a really simple case. And I, I could come up with, with a number of others like that, but that's where health equity and so the social situations, uh, you know, of the patient, if you don't know that they lack housing or lack stable housing, 
You're just going to give them the best antibiotic for the job, as you should. Um, but that's really not the best for them. Interesting. I mean, so, yeah, and the only way to truly know that information is to have the data to understand that before you go and prescribe it. That's, it, you know, it's there's some things, too, that I, you, you always hear the importance of all this data, right, as, especially as it relates to uh, health equity. But when you just put it in an example, like you gave it in terms of, did they have stable health? Like just the different terminology that you're you're using, right? Like one of the things we look at is is stable housing. Do they have a refrigerator? I, I think still the the vast majority of the population doesn't even think of. So like we do need to talk about these things more, right? Exactly, and you know as you know as a reporting company and having access to to much of this data. Um, you know, as the pandemic kicked in and you were hearing things on the TV that were, I'll say, anecdotal at that time, we could look into our data and see the predominance and the disparities between who was being diagnosed with COVID-19 and which populations it, it was affecting. And, you know, again, by collecting data on things like race and ethnicity, we can see the divergence um, you know, amongst the various chronic diseases. And, you know, you have to start in understanding where the disparities are before you can address them. And then as you create the programs to address them, you can track, you know, are you making an impact and uh, are the disparity gaps closing? I want to make sure, uh, Jeff, that we also talk about another important topic, right, as it relates to data. And it's really how financial and clinical leaders should be coming together to better understand and address the importance of also quality. Can you give us, you know, your thoughts on how you think they should best be coming together? Yeah. I mean, the quality of care that you deliver, the way you, you make an impact on your patient's health is very important. But, you know, we live in a world um, that fortunately has a lot of very advanced medicine. Um, but, you know, all that advanced medicine has a cost and just throwing more and more treatments at a problem doesn't necessarily, A, yield the best results. I think that's where um, understanding some of the social needs of our patients um, may play, a, you know, a, needs to play a bigger role than it traditionally has, but also understanding, you know, what is the most cost-effective means to care for the patient to deliver the quality results. You know, I uh, here in Massachusetts, as they move to value-based care, um, the accountable care organizations and, and the state Medicaid program um, gave the, the ACOs some leeway in terms of how to spend the dollars and not necessarily spend them direct for medical care, so there were provisions that would allow a doctor to prescribe an air conditioner for an asthmatic. Okay. And that's fairly bold thinking on a, on a, you know, from, from a payer side of things, but that's totally, you know, that's better than any asthma med that you can prescribe. And that's where, you know, it comes to quality because the quality is the outcome is the patient's asthma under control. And are they having less, uh, incidents and whether that's controlled through a drug or controlled because they can breathe easier at home and at night um, 
You want the one that's most cost effective and gets you the best outcome. And it's not necessarily medicine. As we, we wrap up here, Jeff, I'd love to, to hear what's next for Azara Healthcare that, that you can dive into. Yeah. I mean, as a, a reporting and analytics company, right, there's never enough data. You can always grasp more and more data. Um, you know, we try and boil that down and, and make the insights, um, the information actionable and easy to access. Um, so in a lot of ways, I always answer the question, it's more the same. Um, it's taking our, our core product, which is called Azara Drives or Data Reporting and, and Visualization System, tracking the latest metrics, keeping them up to date. But I, I think more importantly, making sure that we're getting tools like Azara Drives in front of more people. Um, it's not one new special feature or function, but more importantly, being able to get this combination of clinical data, payer data, health information exchange data, social drivers data, better curated and in the hands of people who can use it to make a difference uh, in the lives of their patients. Absolutely. Well said. Uh, well, Jeff, I want to thank you once again for joining me on the Slice of Healthcare podcast here today. Really excited to, to learn more about you and, and Azara and can't wait to continue to follow the journey. Great. Jared, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. 